Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our uh, Thursday night. I almost forgot what day it was. Thursday night, men's Bible study. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been together, uh, but we are back and better than ever uh, as we're going to uh, continue with our series. <clears throat> and so uh, we're going to deal today, the last couple of weeks, we dealt with debt myths. And today we're going to deal with money myths. And um, again, I hope that uh, this series uh, is helping you and will help you as you proceed. Um, also, I encourage you to get the book, The Total Money Makeover, um, uh, written by Dave Ramsey. And we're using that kind of as a guide for this particular series. And so uh, without further ado, let's open with the word of prayer as we jump right into our lesson for today. Father, we thank you, uh, God, for every blessing that we have. Uh, you've been so faithful to us and generous with us. And God, we pray uh, that you will lead us and guide us even throughout our uh, lesson today. Father, uh, you are the God who provides. You are Jehovah Jireh. And we pray right now, God, that uh, just a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for everything that you've supplied us with. Thank you, God, for meeting every need in your marvelous name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So let's jump right into it uh, as we begin today. Uh, so this will be called Money Myths, part one. This will take us a couple of weeks to go through. Um, and so I'm going to just start right off today with money myth number one. Uh, and that is everything will be fine when I retire. I know I'm not saving yet, but it will be okay. And money truth for this money myth is you can only count on what you have saved for your retirement. Uh, listen, there are seniors who uh, have been found to literally be eating dog food and cat food. Uh, because uh, they cannot afford uh, real food. Uh, and I want to encourage you because, listen, we while we do live in a country that does have a social security system and, and a Medicare system, uh, I also want you to be very clear uh, that uh, you should not expect, please do not put your future in the hands of the government. Why? Uh, because I want you to think about this. The United States national debt is $28 trillion. And it is climbing every second. Um, taxation, and I want you to recognize this, taxation has to increase as the national debt increases. <clears throat> so don't think uh, that taxes will go down. Don't assume um, that if you put a certain person in office, they're going to help <laughs> to bring taxes down and your tax hit down. Uh, the reality is, and listen, I want you to be very clear. The reality is um, that as our national debt continues to just climb and climb and climb, so will taxation. And 
you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, the government, they can just make more money. Listen, making more money um, uh, only adds to the inflation that goes on in our country. It, you, you can't just continue to just pour more uh, paper into a system whereby we're continuing to go deeper and deeper in debt. Um, eventually, um, the more money you just throw into that system, uh, you are watering down the value of the dollar. And so, you know, I thought that this this um, <clears throat> uh, this graphic was pretty interesting. Uh, it shows you uh, that if you took a stack of $100 bills, um, if you stack them all the way up to the top of a of a four leg chair, uh, you could stack up $100 bills to about a million dollars, about three uh, about one meter. Uh, if you stacked it up to uh, the height of the Burj Khalifa, which is one of the world's, which is the world's tallest building, uh, you could, if you stacked up a hundred dollars, it would, you can get a, a billion dollars would stack up to the height of the Burj Khalifa. Now I want you to think about this, a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars. Now, uh, we have satellites and space station in space that reaches 248 miles high from the earth. A trillion dollars is two and a half times as high as that. 631 miles high. All right. That's just one trillion. So, I mean, I, I, I want you to even fathom $28 trillion, just exactly how much that is. It is exorbitant. All right. So be clear, be clear. This is a problem that's not just going to go away. Um, we are probably only about 40 years. Um, we have not always been in debt as a country. Listen, I'm telling you, it is not a good thing. Uh, that our country is this deep into debt. At some point, uh, the bubble will burst and we've got to do a better job. Um, and, you know, I know I don't want to get into politics, but <laughs> every business knows that if you're operating at a deficit every year, eventually, um, you know, you're going to crash. And, and we have seen our country crash at various stages. Um, so we cannot continue to operate like that. All right, I'm going to get off of that. Um, and let's move into money myth number two. Also, feel free to leave a message in the chat uh, as you so desire to do so. Gold is a good investment and will cover me if the economy collapses. All right, gold is a good investment and it will cover me if the economy collapses. Listen, the truth is, um, um, and that should say gold. Gold has a poor track record and isn't used when an economy collapses. All right. That should say gold has a poor track record, not God. All right. Um, and so that's very important to understand. In recent history, uh, gold has a 50-year track record of around 4.4% return, which is about a third of what you could have made on a good growth stock mutual fund, all right? Now, history shows that when an economy collapses, a skill, clothing, gas, real estate, canned food, 
and knowledge is far more valuable than gold coins. All right. You know, I want you to really think about that. When when the economy really got bad, uh, what was it that people were looking for? People were looking for toilet paper. You understand? People were looking for paper towels. They were looking for cleaning supplies. You know, so when an economy collapses, don't assume, you know, that gold is the thing to get. Um, you want to have skills. You want to <laughs> you want to have product. You want to have things that have lasting value. All right. All right. Money myth number three, cash value, life insurance, like whole life will help me retire wealthy. Uh, money truth number three is cash value life insurance is one of the worst financial products available. All right. Listen, you know, and some may be said, Rev, you know what, you know, really, what does this have to do, you know, with our spirituality? Here's the reality. If I were to sit in, in church and ask uh, the entire congregation, how many of you are believing God for a financial breakthrough? 95% or more would raise their hands. And listen, there are some people who never have to pray about having enough money. They never have to pray, God, I need you to come through for me, you know, for my light bill this month. But God, I need you to come through. Listen, they're actually able to devote their prayer time uh, to God, uh, use me to lead others to you. Um, and if your prayer time is only filled with um, you know, God meet my, my need, God meet my need, um, then that probably, listen to my spirit, that probably means that you haven't done what you need to do in terms of your own financial stewardship to manage well what God has already blessed you with, all right? So, so understand my heart here. Um, my heart is there are people that come to the altar every day praying that God would bless them with a financial breakthrough. When the reality is he's placed right in his word principles that will help us uh, to be great stewards over everything that he has given to us. All right. So, you know, that's where it really is. And, and I pray, listen, this is the key. As you manage well what God has given to you, God is able to pour more through you because he knows that you're going to be a blessing to somebody else. All right. And um, and we you know, look, it even takes it takes money to advance the kingdom of God and the gospel to get the messaging out there. Um, you know, it, it does. It just does. Um, and so, yes, I am a financial person. Uh, but even more than that, I want you to understand the importance, the importance of being a great steward over what God gives you. So uh, so one of the things that I, I always encourage, um, you know, a term life policy is less than five to 10 percent of the cost of a whole life insurance policy. Uh, but this think about it, this will really only work out well for you if you invest the difference into a good investment plan. Um, there are great basic um, financial planners who will help you. This book is an excellent book, a resource that will help you um, to, to seek out those uh, that can help in these various areas as well. 
All right. All right. So keep that in mind. All right. Money myth number four. All right, Saints. Here it is. Playing the lottery and other forms of gambling will make you rich. <laughs> no. Uh, the truth is the lottery is a tax on the poor and on people who cannot do math very well. Uh, now, that's a little jab, but the reality is the lottery is a ripoff um, that's instituted by the government. Uh, the lottery and gambling of any kind offers false hope and not a ticket out. It is a system whereby it depends on millions of people losing in order for one or two to win. Uh, that is a broken system. <clears throat> and as a matter of fact, <clears throat> the zip codes that spend four times what anyone else does on lottery tickets are those in lower income parts of town. Uh, so hard work, being wise with money, and consistency are really how wealth is built, not lottery luck. Listen, let me make this really clear. Being rich or poor is not an issue of salvation. Uh, it has nothing to do um, with who has a better relationship with God compared to others. Um, some people are born into wealth. They had nothing to do with that. And then there are many people who enter into wealth just simply because uh, they are great managers uh, of what they've been given. And the principles of, of proper management work and will work for you, whether if you're rich or poor, uh, it will work for you no matter what color skin you are, what country you come from, it will work for you. And, and that's so critical to understand, all right? So listen, you would do better uh, instead of playing into the lottery, uh, you would actually do better if you invested uh, that money that you spend on lottery tickets or gambling opportunity. I'm not talking about just throwing it into a stock market. I'm talking about, when I say that, I'm talking about good growth stock mutual funds that have a 90-year track record of about 10 to 12% growth. All right? It's it's a 90-year track record. Um, and it, is, it is better uh, than a basic savings account um, it's even better than a money market account. Um, it's just a safe way to do it. And for with most pension plans, that's really what they do with your money. Um, you know, if you're a teacher, if you're in law enforcement, whatever field you're in, most of the pension plans, all they do is reinvest your money uh, into mutual funds uh, or diversify portfolios. That's what they do. They take your money invest it, and then they pay you back a portion out of what, um, what you have given to them. Now, you could actually invest your own money and, and not have to pay them to do it. Uh, now, some, some jobs will make you pay into their pension plan. It just comes with the territory. Uh, and it's okay. It really is okay. But uh, I'm one of those people I would prefer to have control over it myself. All right. Uh, again, why is this important within the context of church? Listen, there, there are hundreds and thousands of people who either call the church or come to the church looking for basic help. 
help with food, help with rent, help with uh, bills. And I promise you, I promise you that if they were to apply some of these principles, that it would help them with their lives. All right. Um, money myth number five, prepaying my funeral expenses is a good way to invest and protect myself against inflation. The truth is plans for prepaid funerals give low rates of return and put money in the other guy's pocket of which you could have done better with it even yourself. All right. So pre-planning the details of your funeral is wise. You should do that. But prepaying is unwise. Um, if you were to take the money that you prepay your funeral costs with and invested it into an average mutual fund, you could have hundreds of thousands of dollars more than your prepaid two to $10,000 investment. Um, and that's just real. There are people who've been prepaying on plans for years and the amount of money that they have prepaid into these plans far exceed what they're going to get back on their original investment. And if they had taken that money and they had actually um, invested it in a basic mutual fund and growth stock mutual funds themselves, then guess what? I'm telling you, they instead of ten to $20,000 uh, for burial costs, they would have had well within six figures um, to not only cover their funeral, <clears throat> but to also pass on uh, to future generations as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, money myth number six. I don't have time to work on a budget, a retirement plan, or an estate plan. Listen, you don't have time not to, all right? Uh, John Maxwell said it best. He said, a budget is people telling their money where to go instead of wondering where it went. All right. So this is, again, this is another uh, critical truth. The Bible talks all throughout scripture. It says, consider the ant, you slugger, how it stores up in the summertime in preparation for the wintertime. Uh, we are constantly reminded um, uh, that that the person who refuses to count their costs, all right? They say, suppose one wants to build a tower. If you don't count your costs, um, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to start it and you're going to realize I don't have enough money to finish. And this is where every single day you find individuals having to go back to work at 70 and 80 um, because you know, they thought that their retirement program was going to be enough. They thought the Social Security was going to be enough, and it was not. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to speak death over you or any of that. I'm telling you, Social Security will not be enough to sustain your current lifestyle. And most people do not want to go down in their lifestyle when they retire. They want to maintain the same level of living when they retire. So if you don't realize and, and get really vigilant now about what you're storing away for the future, then guess what? It will not be there when you get there. And you're going to end up having to rely on your children to take care of you, your grandchildren to take care of you, the government to take care of you. And I promise you, nobody 
is going to take care of you like you will. All right. So make sure uh, that you're doing what, what you need to do in preparation. You know, so estate planning is never really urgent until someone dies. Uh, the quality of your life at retirement will heavily depend on you becoming more knowledgeable about money management today. All right. I do not idolize money. Money is just a tool. All right. And if we don't understand that, uh, we understand that even as Jesus, I mean, as Paul said, he said, he who is married have to care for the things of the world, how they may please their spouse. But those who are single um, uh, can just simply focus on caring for the things of God. And, um, and so you have to understand that as you're preparing for your future, there are some worldly things that have nothing to do with eternity. Uh, there are going to be people who died with wealth and went to heaven. They're going to be people who die poor and still went to heaven. They're going to be people um, who die with wealth and will go to hell. And there will be people who die poor and will still go to hell. <laughs> so uh, I didn't mean to laugh at that. But just to make the point, uh, money in and of itself uh, does not have a morality. All right. But we should never make it our God. All right. So let's look at um, money myth number seven. Money myth number seven. The debt management companies will save me. OK, here's the truth. You may get out of debt, but only with your credit being absolutely destroyed. So. Um, debt management companies really what they do is basically take one monthly payment that y'all agree to and they distribute the money among your creditors. You could do that without having to pay them. Um, now, some of them can, really can help you get better interest rates and lower payments. But when you use these companies and and then you eventually try to get a home loan, they're going to treat you the same as if you had filed Chapter 13 bankruptcy. Um, so another issue here with debt management companies is that your habits are not changing. So just because you get somebody to work with you and they kind of, you know, reallocate things and work on arrangements with these companies, the reality is if you, if your habits have not changed, it doesn't matter. You're going to end up right back in the same position because, you know, you can't have somebody else lose weight for you. It just doesn't work that way. And you have to change your exercise and your diet habits, all right? So no one's gonna come in and just sweep away all of your financial issues. There were some very specific changes in behavior that you have to implement and stick to. And this is so critical, why? Because listen, the saints are stressed out and they're stressed out financially. Listen, relationships and finances, those two areas are putting the greatest level of stress on the people of God, personal relationships and finances. <laughs> That's it. Those two things. Um, and, and so we have to, we have to equip 
individuals to be stronger in these areas. Watch this. If you're not concerned about money, think about how much more you could do for God. I want you to think about that. Think about that. If, if, if you didn't have to work until you were 70, think about all the other things that you would be freed up to be able to do for the kingdom of God, all right? If you had more money than you knew what to do with, think about the number of things that you would be able to do to advance the kingdom of God, to make life better for people. Um, I mean, you name it. You could have youth programming and um, recreational centers and and, and Christian-based schools and you name it. We wouldn't have to go through all these secular institutions uh, to have them train us. And they're training us in accordance with this world system. All right. So, all right, let's move on. And I think this is our last one for today. Money myth number eight. And that is, I can buy a kit to clean up my credit and all my past misdeeds will be washed away. Listen, here's the truth. Only inaccuracies can be cleaned from credit reports. So you got to beware of scams. All right. If you have an inaccuracy that needs to be removed, you need to write a letter pointing out the error and ask them to correct this error right away. Um, credit reporting agencies will not remove an item that has been reported accurately. So some of these companies will try to tell you, hey, dispute it. Even if you know it's yours, dispute it. No, don't do that. That's, that's being dishonest. And also, they will also tell you, hey, if you want to wipe all this stuff away, you got some shysters out there who will say, just get a new social security number. <laughs> this is fraud and you will go to jail. All right. It is illegal to do. Um, you are also lying to get a loan, which is not credit cleanup. This is criminal. Living right is not complicated. It might be difficult, but it's not complicated. Why did I say that? Because likewise, living right financially is not complicated either. It might be hard to do, but it's not rocket science. Here it is in a nutshell. Live on less than you make. Not rocket science. You already know that. You already know that you cannot outlive or live above your means, your ability, the money that's coming in. You can't have more going out than you have coming in. That is not sustainable. But a lot of times we don't know how much is going out compared to what's coming in until it's too late because we're not budgeting. And then number two, save something out of every dime that you receive for your future. All right. Out of every dime that you receive, put something aside, save something. And at different stages of your life, you're saving for different things. For most of us, the first thing that we saved for was a car, right? That was the first thing we saved for. You saved for a little piece of car, right? 
then you may have saved for college. Then you may have saved for a home. And then we ended up saving for retirement. And those are really the four key things that we really are saving for. Uh, if you are a business owner or entrepreneur, you may want to add that in there as well. But these four things are very basic. But you have to save something out of every dime, every single, for every 10 cents you get, every dollar you get, set aside 10% that goes into savings for the future. All right? All right. Some of you may be able to do more than that. 50%, 40%, 30%. It depends. But the reason why you have to do that is you don't want to rely on anybody else to take care of you at the at varying stages of your life. All right? No one's giving you anything for free. When people give you money and, and they're not related to you, there's probably something attached to it as well. Trust me. <laughs> Creditors are not giving you money because they love you. They are giving you money because you are making money for them. And they will take more advantage of you than you could ever possibly take advantage of the money that they're giving to you. All right. All right. I hope that this helps. If you have any questions, come on, please drop it in the chat. Uh, we're going to get to it. Um, within the next 15 to 20 minutes, uh, over the next 15 to 20 minutes. Let's pray now. I'm going to pray with you uh, that God will give you guidance. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you will lead and guide these men of God uh, in the area of their financial management. God, reveal, reveal every myth, every lie, every deception that they have believed from the enemy. Also, God, I pray in Jesus' name that you will begin to reveal to them the truth uh, about money and even how to use it, how to save it, how to uh, invest it wisely. And, um, and God, you know best. And so, Father, just teach us, show us, lead us and guide us even through your word on how to manage well what you've blessed us with. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. All right. So next week, we're going to deal with Money Myths Part 2. Um, and I pray, I pray, I pray that you all uh, will continue with us with this series. Uh, this is a series that I know is going to revolutionize your life. Uh, there's just no doubt about it. Uh, I've seen... Uh, hundreds and hundreds of people who have gone through similar types of programs and uh, and it's been a blessing to them and uh and really we've made this resource available uh even at our church for this book resource available for ten dollars um it is originally priced around 25 but i made it available for 10 at the church once they're gone they're gone and then you have to order your own um, you can do that through Amazon or uh, through DaveRamsey.com as well. All right. Praise God. Blessings, blessings. I want to thank you guys also so much. Many of you have been giving uh, towards the men's ministry. And I didn't realize it. I didn't realize how many men have been faithfully giving to the men's ministry throughout the pandemic. And, um, and I'm thankful uh, for that. It has enabled us to continue to provide ministry and uh, provide the conference that we just came out of and, and just do so much 
and uh, provide scholarship for a young man who's in college. And, and again, I just want to thank you all uh, for your faithfulness. And um, through any of the giving platforms, if you just put on the memo line, men's ministry, um, then we will receive that funding to help us continue to do what we've been able to do. All right. God bless. God bless. All right. Let's uh, let's deal with a couple of questions. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to stop the recording.